Running away from people now, 20, 10, and gone. Moniel, 67-yard touchdown run. I've got reporters' <laughs> notebooks older than Seth. Fati was always soft. Can't win on the road, they say. <laughs> DeVito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game. DeVito, in relief, wins it for the Orange. This is Orange Nation, brought to you by Charles Heating and Air Conditioning, with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Welcome into Orange Nation. Seth Goldberg here. Darius Joshua here in for Steve on this one. Steve, Darius, how, how you doing? Thanks for thanks for popping in. I'm doing well. I, I appreciate it being let in. It was uh, it, I hadn't thought about it, but obviously, yeah, a lot of things are different. But it's nice to be back. It's it's weird to be back in the sense that I didn't think we'd be at this point. But here we are, two days away from kickoff for Syracuse, a, a couple hours away from the NFL. I mean. Sports are trying to do it. Sports are trying to do it. That's the best way to to say it. We got Matthew Gutierrez coming up in about an hour. We'll uh, we'll talk with him about Syracuse football. He reported uh, pretty extensively on the opt outs from Syracuse football earlier in the week. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that matchup this weekend, and also some Syracuse basketball notes with Matthew. Phone lines are open, of course, uh, throughout the show three one five four three seven seven six four four. Or if you want to just get in uh, a little more directly. Uh, the chat on our Twitch stream, Cuse Sports Talk, is always there, of course. Uh, we've already got Hale Sagan. He said, hey, it's the other Steve. Uh, <laughs> it's Darius, but yes. That's fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. But uh, that's a, a good way to take in the show as well. And obviously on Twitch, we uh, we don't have commercial breaks. We're, we're here during the breaks. So if you want to check that out, uh, go right ahead. But Darius, I want to start with what you mentioned because uh, I'm at that same point that you just kind of alluded to of, oh, we're here. Like we actually made it. It's it's football season. It is, you know, the NFL. It is, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes playing tonight in Kansas City. And, um, you know, first off, I'm I'm surprised like we actually got to this point where, where like games are going to happen and and, you know, after those months of having nothing, you've got the NFL and the NBA and the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. Uh, you've got baseball. You've got the U.S. Open. You've got so much happening now, like tonight. You could flip between so many channels and find something. Uh, like, we've made it through this vast wasteland, and, and you've made it to a point that's really good. Um, but I'm also combating that with it doesn't feel like football season. I, I don't know about you, but to me, it doesn't feel like football season. It does not at all. I... Um... I was talking to my roommate yesterday, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, NFL starts tomorrow." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it does. That's that's right." You know, I know some people are probably still got their fantasy leagues going. They still got, uh, you know, drafts and whatnot. But I, I just never felt any of it. I never was like, "Oh yeah, it's, it's football time." And then even 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 with Syracuse, even with college, like I know college started last week. I didn't tune into any of it. I just wasn't uh, in the mood. But I, I was watching the NBA. Have been watching the NBA. Have been watching the Stanley Cup. It is so strange that in now, so town almost said late August, but in September. We're, we've got all this going on, and you know, it's almost playoff times for times playoff time for the NBA, playoff time for the Stanley Cup. The WNBA is almost in the playoffs. The baseball is almost in the playoffs. It's it's just so strange. It really is. Like it's just such a strange and different feeling. Um, I kind of like having all of this at the yeah. same time. You know, if, if if the Chiefs are blowing out, you know, in in their game tonight, I can go flip to something else. If the Yankees are stinking on a night, I can go to you know the NBA playoffs and find something wildly entertaining, which. 
uh, I've been doing a lot of the last couple of yes. weeks. Uh, you know, but you're you've got so many different choices and so many different things, and I, I think that. Um, you know, for some reasons, I, I think that that's factoring into it doesn't feel like football season because normally football season is coming at the end of that kind of mellow time, uh, you know, that, that we, ju- we just came off an extended one. But normally, you know, you've got the NBA finals going through June, the Stanley Cup finals through June, the NBA draft. You hit free agency pretty hard, like the first week and a half, two weeks of July and then it's really just baseball after that. And and baseball in late July and August is pretty monotonous. And I, I say that as somebody who's a huge baseball fan, <laughs> but it's it's kind of monotonous. It's kind of the same every day, in and out, doing the same thing. Um, and then you get to football, and it's different. And, you know, part of the feeling to me of something's odd here, it's not football season, we missed out on all the training camp, all the preseason football, the, the lead-up, but also... Like I've still got NBA playoffs to watch. Like I can I can still flip the game on tonight and see uh you know what what the the Lakers Clippers and, the, the Lakers, the the Lakers Rockets, are yeah. playing tonight. Uh the Lakers and the Rockets are playing tonight. Like I can watch high level basketball opposite Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's interesting cuz uh you know July and August is kind of that time in baseball where I usually kind of tune out cuz it's just it's just like, you know, it's already month, you know, what 3 4 at that point. Either your team's good or your team's not and then that obviously affects it as well. And then, as you mentioned, too, there's the preseason. It's kind of that warm-up to football. We didn't get any of that. There was no preseason at all. Some people may like it that way. Some people think that preseason isn't really worth it. Uh, I feel bad for some of those end-of-the-roster guys who didn't get a chance to actually play in a real game. Um, Shout-out to Kendall Coleman. But it is it is interesting that now it's September. You have baseball and, and basketball, hockey, all in their play, all ramping up to that point. And then it's all going to be on at the same time. You know, it's going to be a, there's going to be a Sunday where there's going to be playoff baseball. Most likely they're going to somehow have to combat against the NFL in a way that they didn't, didn't normally expect to. Well, the NBA finals are going to go up against NFL football, whether it's Thursday night or Sunday or Sunday night or Monday night, like the NFL and the NBA Finals are going to compete, which is just a wild thought. It's it's ridiculous, and then you know obviously hockey in the same way. It's just it's just never been like that. Normally it's just like oh there's it's a you know Tuesday night Monday night regular season game. Who cares, right? You know you're gonna watch the you know the Rams and whoever play on a Monday night football game. But now it's like no, it's actually the the Lakers and the and the Raptors. It's the Lakers and the Heat. You know whatever in the final finals matchup ends up being. So. Very strange, very interesting experiment, if you will, and and obviously uh, one that we hope never comes around again. We hope things kind of return to normal. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want everything, as much as, like, I'll enjoy this weird couple of months that we're going to get, and there's a a weekend, if we get to it, that I think is going to be amazing, and that's the Masters weekend, uh, where you're going to have the Masters, and I'm not a big golf fan, but I watch the Masters. Yeah. Uh, You know, you'll get the Masters, and, and specifically on CBS, you have the Masters leading into Alabama LSU one day, and then you have the the final round of the Masters leading into a four o'clock NFL game on CBS Jeez. that same weekend. Like there could be just incredible, incredible sports weekends because we got four months of a backlog to make up for. Yeah, and then you know you got CBS uh, executives like, I hope there's not a playoff on hole eighteen, and then they're like oh, let's, <laughs> exactly let's, we got it can't go to the NFL game yet. We got to finish the Masters. Yeah, that would be certainly very interesting uh, if that ended up happening at all. Could you imagine? I yeah. mean, could you imagine there's just a, a huge playoff and all of a sudden you're pushing? You can only watch it on the red zone, and yeah, you're exactly. like, oh, uh, you know, Tiger and whoever's playing off on uh, on hole 18. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh that would be the worst case scenario yeah, I'd imagine. That would be, that would be uh you know, you you mentioned no preseason football. I mentioned it also. Um and I 
Preseason football is terrible. Yeah, like I never watch it. It's awful, and I never watch it. I watched maybe some of the third one. You're like, all right, let me see it the, feels the, a little the, full, real. the first yeah. series to see what my guys look like. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe the Hall of Fame game just because <laughs> it's like, whoa, football. But then outside of that, like I'm not really watching it. Uh, but at the same time, it serves a purpose. I, d- I don't know like how big a purpose, what kind of a purpose. It serves a purpose. Uh, if the college football from last weekend is any indication, there's going to be some really ugly football tonight. Sunday, Monday, uh, there's going to be some really, really ugly, like worse than normal early season NFL football this weekend. Yeah, I wonder because the Navy coach was the one that kind of sticks out where he said they didn't hit much because, one, they didn't they didn't really think the season would be happening, and then they play BYU and they get beat by, what was it, 56 or something like that? Yeah, they uh, got smoked. And, and here in Syracuse, they didn't hit as much as, you know, you had to make some changes because you tried to, want to accommodate for, for the COVID concerns and you tried to, you know, make sure you guys were still kind of prepared. And then the NFL level... Some of that preseason game really is simply that. It's getting your body ready for the hits, getting your body ready for real football. Because once you get to this point, there's no more hitting really in NFL. There's a little bit of it, obviously, in training camp. You go full pads, you kind of get that feeling back to it. But then, obviously, as you get closer to the season, you're like, all right, our guys got to be healthy for the season. So those preseason games are the only opportunity to, one, play someone else, put some stuff out there in terms of tape for athletes, and actually in terms of seeing what plays work, what plays kind of work, and what what kind of things you've been working with in practice, and we got none of that. So it'll be interesting across the board, NFL and college, where there may be some some sloppy football to start. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's probably going to be sloppier than normal in college as well. They obviously don't normally get preseason yes. games, but they normally hit more in, yeah. in practice. You know, you, you mentioned the Navy coach and Ken Niamatololo saying they didn't hit at all in, in practice, and that takes a toll on you. You don't necessarily have... Um, you know, maybe your your blocking schemes right. Like just on a on a basic level, you probably think tackling first, but like your offensive line might not be together because they they don't kind of have that um, that muscle memory and that idea in the back of their head of like what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I think that you're going to see ugly college football. I think you're going to see really potentially really ugly NFL football. You know, this coming weekend, and it's just something that you're going to have to deal with and figure out your way through because this is kind of the normal this year like it's everybody's dealing with the same things and some teams are probably going to have an advantage uh you know like i would imagine the chiefs tonight are going to look really good uh you know i'd imagine the giants a team that isn't as talented and has a new coaching staff are going to struggle a bit out of the gate but you know the chiefs the super bowl champions who bring literally everybody back they're gonna look pretty good yeah i think uh Heading into this season, a lot of the continuity teams are the ones people are heavily, you know, one betting on and heavily favoriting for for success in the league. And I think it was last season where Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, he had said that the first couple of weeks were a little sloppy for them, and and they had taken the approach over the Packers where a lot of their starters didn't do much in the preseason. And there is some loss that well, we think, oh, they're veterans, they know what they're doing, but there's some there's a real feel to it that you can't simulate in practice. And and obviously no team got that this year. So, yeah, I think a lot of the teams that have a lot of that continuity have the same coaching staff, same quarterback, a lot of the same talent around other than some rookies. Uh, that'll be different. And obviously for for the Houston Texans, uh, to, to first not have DeAndre Hopkins out there, that'll make their offense look a lot different too. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still can't believe that trade happened. I don't, I don't remember know. when it happened because time is just I can't remember if it was merging before, all together. If it was during the layoff, <laughs> if it was before the I don't remember. I can't either, remember, but uh, wow, I still can't believe what that those, happened. One of those many, many months uh, between now and, and March. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Happened. You know what I think is gonna happen more than ever this this NFL season? I'm gonna be watching Red Zone and I'm gonna be like, huh, yeah. that guy's on that <laughs> team? Yeah. Wow, when did that happen? It is it is going to be a lot of that. I think even Phil Rivers, I was like, oh, yeah, he was on the Colts. Right. Yeah, when did Phil Rivers? Yeah. Oh, right. That? Yeah. that happened. It, it, oh, they, uh, 
That's where Jonathan Taylor ended up? Oh, wow. <laughs> I did that, and I had a fantasy draft last night, and I was actually helping my dad with one last week, and I was like, oh, so that's where J.K. Dobbins got yeah. drafted. Well, I missed that Leonard Fournette <laughs> is even on the box. Like, I was like, when did, I thought he was still right. on the free market. I must have missed that that uh, that nugget that he was he had found a team, uh, and what a good team to find. Uh, no, it really is. To leave the Jags, go to the box. yeah, I think that's a good move. So I think that's, that's going to happen a lot with football this year. I think it's also going to happen a lot with basketball because NBA free agency is going to be in the middle of an NFL season. Yes. Rather than just like in the middle of the summer when there's not all that much happening. So I don't think that we're going to pay as much attention to, to NBA free agency just by nature of there's so much more going on that you're going to start next NBA season whenever that is. And you're going to be like, huh, yeah. that guy's on the Knicks. Well, it, it happened even with the restart because some of those moves got made a light before. Right. Like for the Lakers, they got like Marquise Morris right before. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, Marquise Morris is on the Lakers. Like you just kind of forget some of those late season moves that were made by some teams or they never even got to play. Jamal Crawford um, yeah, showed up on the for on half the, a second. The Nets for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shame to hopefully he's doing all right with his uh, I think it was a pulled calf or pulled hamstring whatever it was. But yeah, it, it happened with the restart and it'll definitely happen whenever the actual season starts again. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh why don't we take a time out here? When we come back, we'll dive into Syracuse and UNC a little bit uh, as we get rolling Matthew Gutierrez to continue that coming up in about 45 minutes or so. It's Orange Nation here on ESPN Syracuse and twitch.tv/qsportstalk. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Seth Goldberg, Darius Joshua with you here on Orange Nation. As we roll towards 2 o'clock here on ESPN Radio and Twitch.tv slash Q's Sports Talk. Darius, why don't we get into some NFL over-unders here as uh, we look at the new season coming up. Uh, obviously, there's a lot. Uh, a lot of good storylines, the Chiefs being the Chiefs and having won, uh, you know, last year, finally, the the Patriots without Tom Brady, the Buccaneers with Tom Brady, and, uh, well, then we can also do the, the local teams, the Jets, the Giants, and the Bills, <laughs> yes. uh, whatever storylines there might be there. But uh, why don't we start off with the Kansas City Chiefs, Darius? They're going to play tonight. Their, their total is 11 and a half. How do you feel about that 11 and a half? And obviously this is all contingent that they play 16 games. Of course blah, blah, it is, blah. yes. I would that think, goes without saying. I would think that no massive COVID issues for Kansas City. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes did all year. I would. I don't. I don't see why they couldn't get to twelve. I mean, that division is 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 okay. But I would think that the Chiefs obviously are going to win the division. They'll be at the top of the AFC, and then they don't have you know Tom Brady to combat with. They only really have the Ravens as their as their counterparts in that sense. Uh, I can see twelve for Kansas City. I, I, oh I would, yeah, I would take that over. No, I'm going over. I'm yeah. going over. I think that's a. That's a that's a pick that you gotta make. Yeah. Like I don't see that team, that talent. Uh, and injuries um, the only, and Patrick Mahomes specifically is the only thing. That exactly, you exactly. You know, you you look at that team with that talent and with that the coaching staff and the continuity of the players. Uh, I can't see how they don't win twelve games, especially in a year where everybody's behind the eight ball. So like for the first month, they should be ahead of everybody. Everybody. So, also, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is probably gonna fit right in perfectly there, isn't he? Yeah, Mahomes lost, missed like what five games last year. They still won twelve games. So yeah, I, I I'm, uh, I'm hitting the over there hard. <laughs> and yes, Clyde Edwards yeah. Hilaire, very exciting, I'm, very exciting rookie in a perfect offense to be in. Yeah, I'm gonna hit that over uh, as well. Let's go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, uh, Gronk down in in Tampa with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, with uh, you know uh, uh, OJ Howard. That's the name yeah. I was blanking on. <laughs> <laughs> and now letter Fournette. 
And now Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy and oh. Ronald Jones. Uh, there's so yeah. many offensive weapons uh, on that team. Nine and a half, their, their number. Now, I remember when Gronk was signed there. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. And I was like, Gronk is old. I don't, I don't understand where the excitement from him there. Now, you get a quarterback who's not going to throw 30 interceptions. That's that's obviously a plus when you start the season. Nine out of – the Saints are obviously going to be there, and the Falcons are you know obviously a feisty little bunch, if you will. Nine is uh, is interesting. It's really about what sort of divisional wins they get. I don't know if I would – I might stay away from that because this could be the year where Tom Brady's just awful and you can't you know he can't make the passes anymore and Gronk's old, maybe he doesn't play all year. So it's interesting. I would probably stay away from it. I would meet more lean – They'd probably go right at nine. Obviously, that's why Vegas is good at what they do. They set it right where you would kind of go. Um, so I'd probably stay away from it. I don't think they'll – if they get more, obviously they get 10 that, that hits the bet, obviously. I understand that. But I don't see them going very high past that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, that's a number that like I'm, I'm looking to stay away from. Yeah. Their defense wasn't great last year, but I also think their defense probably wasn't great because uh, Jameis Winston turned the ball over 80 times. And yeah, I think it's you better know that, than what it was. Right. Because they were so out of field. They were always in such bad field position that that certainly wouldn't help you. Um, that being said, I'm probably going to go under just because, like, I don't know. Um, I still have questions. I, I think the Saints win that division. Um, I also, like, think that the Falcons are all right and the Panthers are okay. I don't think they're yeah. either of them are particularly great. Um, also, we talk so much about Tom Brady, but, like, does he really fit? Bruce Arians, like I, I don't know. So I'm probably going to go I, under. I would think Arians will make a few adjustments if if Tom Brady is is as good as he's been. Yeah. But I mean, we've seen him out here in these streets. You know, he's a little little lax with his uh, his protocols, if you will. So you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see. But it uh, if he's out there, obviously they'll, they'll be in a better position to win. Uh, uh, just joking, obviously, folks. But yeah, he. Uh, I, I think that division. It's obviously the division of old quarterbacks with Drew Brees too. So it's really just who's not showing how old they are. <laughs> Uh, let's uh let's get to the Patriots one here before getting to the the three locals. Uh, Patriots are at nine wins. So if Cam Newton is Cam Newton, I'm taking that over. If I have faith, I argue with Steve about this all the time. Uh, because I'm a big Cam fan. Love me, love me some Cam Newton. If he's with that time off, if he's back to where he was, and then you combine that with how creative Bill Belichick is, I'd take that over. I hope he is because, uh, as everybody knows, you all care about my fantasy team, and I drafted him last <laughs> night. Uh, I think they're going to go over because they still get to play the Jets and Dolphins twice each, yes. and uh, that should be at least three wins, if not yes. four. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to say they go over that one. I don't uh, think so. How about the Bills, also at nine? So the Bills is interesting because uh, he has the best wide receiver he's ever had, and Josh Allen now has Stephon Diggs. Uh, Correct. The problem is. Will he be able to make passes to him down the field? Correct. <laughs> That's obviously been his issues. And obviously the defense you expect it to be just as good as it was last year. So if Josh Allen makes that leap people expect him to in terms of just being more accurate, yeah, they, they really can compete with the Patriots for that division and, and actually push them down the way. And it really can turn down to you're really looking at common opponents in terms of who actually wins that division and then obviously how they, they play against each other. So I, I would I would not be afraid of taking that over. I wouldn't either. Um, I'm I'm skeptical still of Josh Allen. He was playing really well for like three or four straight weeks, and I was like, awesome! Like, look at him. He's 
He's really turned a corner, and then like it turned again, and and he just kind of went backwards. Uh, the last memory of Josh Allen is is that playoff game where he just ran backwards and fumbled. Um, you know, like it's it's just not good last memories. No. So I I still am not quite sold on Josh Allen, and this is a really big year for Josh Allen. Not only because he got Stephon Diggs, and they have two legit receivers now to go along with, you know, whatever else they've got on offense. But it's year three, which means like you, it's it's put up or shut up time, and it's it's time to decide: Are we committing to him, or are we just going to be like mm, need another quarterback in a year? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that it's a really big year for Josh Allen. I think that if if he puts it together, they'll go over the nine wins. But I question whether they, that he does. But I'll, I'll say they go over. Also. Yeah, and then everyone obviously is jumping on that Bills bandwagon. And, and that kind of gets you a little nervous. They're like, ah, I don't know. Teams never really made up to these expectations. But Sean McDermott's usually had a pretty good, uh, you know, running a pretty good organization over there. It keeps them all focused. So if things go well for Josh Allen, things go well for the Bills. Uh, let's get to the New York Giants, my team, Big Blue. Uh, six and a half is their total. Six and a half. Uh, as... Um, Erratic as Josh Allen has been, obviously Daniel Jones was just like that with the interceptions and the fumbles and uh, the injuries kind of they had. And obviously Jason Garrett is there now. So <laughs> as a as a Cowboys fan and the, the former coach of the Cowboys, uh, I'm interested to see if he is a little more creative than he was with the Cowboys. Uh, I would take the under just because I, I hate the Giants. So. I'm going under. <laughs> I'm going under because I have no faith in Daniel Jones whatsoever. <laughs> No, uh, I didn't give you any signs, huh? Didn't, no, didn't, didn't, no, he showed me absolutely <laughs> nothing. And Saquon Barkley is awesome, but not a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and He's got to stay healthy. And, like, I have no faith in Jason Garrett. I've watched the Cowboys the last 15 years. I have no faith in Jason Garrett. So, uh, no, I don't feel particularly good about this season. Uh, I I did feel good when I when I rightly bet the under on their win total last year. <laughs> uh, that one was easy money, and I, I think they're going under again uh, this year. Yeah, I uh, think it's a fair Jets are also at six and a half. I would all, so the thing is with them is they actually looked somewhat competent at times last year when Sam Darnold you know didn't have mono. <laughs> right when Sam Darnold played, they were good. Yeah, it was interesting, and obviously they they they, uh, they beat the Cowboys last year, so that was that was great. Um, I would still take the under though, <laughs> just because it is the Jets and this Le'Veon <laughs> Bell thing. I don't know. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like he one wants to stay there. Uh, it doesn't seem like the coach wants him there, and that's not something that you kind of leads to success when it actually comes to playing games. Yeah. Um, I'll take the over on the Jets. No, I will take the long. over on the Jets. I think that when Sam Darnold plays, they are uh, they're an okay football team. Yeah. And and I think an okay football team is gonna win seven games. So yeah. I, I think that I think that they'll win seven if if Darnold is healthy and uh n- given the Jets luck he'll get coronavirus in three weeks. But <laughs> If the but, Bills are what they're <laughs> supposed to be, and if the Patriots are because they were, those wins will be coming out of division. I would say yes. the Bills and Patriots, they need to sweep the Dolphins and the Jets. I think so. We'll uh, I think that's certainly the case. Let's take a time out here. We'll come back. Today's business coming up next on Orange Nation. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. If you're not watching during the commercial breaks on Twitch, you're missing out. Q Sports Talk. You can catch us. Noon to two, Brent Axe four to six. You'll uh, you'll hear rain next week when uh, when he makes his return to the ESPN Syracuse Airwaves. So uh, yeah. yeah, we the show doesn't stop in commercial breaks for anybody. 
uh, to, to answer this. people on Twitch, yes, yes, uh, we are hungry. Probably <laughs> is accurate. Yeah, it's I'm definitely right thinking. I am thinking about whatever I'm getting for lunch. I don't know what I'm getting for lunch, but I'm thinking about I'm whatever I'm getting. I'm making a very for plain lunch. sandwich when I get lunch. Gonna go get a grilled cheese. <laughs> Okay. Let's get to uh, let's get to today's business, Darius. Let's start off with the NBA playoffs uh, and what we saw last night. That Boston-Toronto game was um, one of the best games in the bubble, and I would say it's even higher on that list if you remove the Denver-Utah Jazz series <laughs> because that game was just a whole lot. That series was, that was a whole a lot, lot of fun except for Game 7, uh, but last night's Celtics and Raptors game was awesome. I mean, even Game Seven was a nice little uh, experience of what what college basketball can be like coming up. But, but yes, last night's game, I I uh, I feel like I think I missed the first half, but I did catch most of the second half and then all of the overtimes. And I think Kyle Lowry played fifty six minutes. He did whole second half, whole overtime. Multiple guys did that uh, on both sides. And the strip by Norman Powell that led to the free throw or led to the and one bucket. That was a big bucket, obviously. And then right before that. OG gives up another uh, OG on on the Raptors gives up another dunk to Daniel Tyson and comes back and just hits a three with like it was nothing. It was yeah, it was, yeah, insane. It was, it was perfect back and forth. All the guys you expected and and I don't know if you remember that Kemba Walker step back. I had such a flashback because I think Mark oh, Jackson actually foul said line? it. Yeah. I had such a flashback to what he did to Anthony McGee in the Big East tournament because it was almost the exact same play. Had OG dancing all around. Uh, but yeah, so it was a great series. I, a series I expected to go seven and I'm happy it's going seven. Um, and uh, I couldn't for, believe for purpose, I need the Raptors to win. So. I, I don't know if you had this thought. I couldn't believe that like Mike Breen had a voice at the end of that game. He was, yeah, he was. He, he was, was dropping going the bangs left for it. He was dropping I mean, the bangs left. This is right. this is not for like I, I was. I pulled up a video. It'll come up in a second. Like yeah. it's not from last night, but like every other shot, he yeah. was going with the call. Yeah, he he he. I mean, I don't know if looking back, maybe he's like, oh, maybe I overdid it, right? Maybe <laughs> maybe he's thinking he that never. Method, but he can it never. Felt like it was needed. Yeah, he I mean, can never overdo it. It felt like it was needed. Because in this series particularly, probably the more any more than any of the other series, maybe except maybe the Lakers series, you are kind of missing the fans there. Because like the Raptors and Celtics fans are, are so into it, and get Jurassic Park with the Toronto uh, series as well, kind of. Which I, I was actually thought to myself, I was like, oh, why can't they still just show shots of them? And I was like, oh yeah, obviously people can't. They're not allowed. Right. Groups like that. But um, yeah, you kind of miss them because that would have been very intense on both shots on both sides. If you had the fans there, just kind of over it in between timeouts and things like that, and the Kyle Lowry jumper where he oh, ended yeah. up swimming after, or the like, oh, or the pass that Lowry made to OG a couple games ago, the yeah, inbounds yeah, cross court, that was, like that would have been I, insane. That was insane, I, I cannot believe, uh, and that that would have been, I forget who's, yeah, that would have been in Toronto, yeah, I think so, yeah, I forget who's the top seed, I think so. it doesn't matter, obviously, yeah, uh, uh, that I think, is, yeah. I will have to, I have to say, like I, I've been listening to the Lebetard show and Stu Gotts makes that yeah. joke all the time, but like. When uh, like when Miami took the first two about against Milwaukee, he comes on the show the next day and it's like, not easy to walk into Milwaukee and take two games. Like it's such a bad yeah. joke, but I laugh at it every time and somebody it's funny makes too, it because the NBA has almost made a point where they don't let either team wear a, a home jersey in that right. sense. Like like I've seen multiple just like kind of alternate dark jersey colors kind of thing, and, and maybe see like the Nuggets wore white every now and then, but um, I don't know if they did that on purpose or whatever because I'm sure they brought the jerseys down. Right. But like they're just not kind of I just, not selling that home away. Team. Like, did you did you hear early in the playoffs? I, one of the coaches said it was big that we split the first two games. Like, 
That doesn't matter. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You don't want to be down 2 0 regardless, right? No, but, but it's, it certainly but, helps. But it's not important in the same way. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. that you split. You're not going home. You don't have home court advantage now. I think now. you still take that same mindset of, like, no matter what, we want to come out of the first two, one and one. Or two and no, obviously. No, but, but it was a team. It was a team that was a lower seed. Like, I want to say it was somebody on the Blazers. They were huge that we split uh, one of the first. Like, <laughs> that's, that's true. It could be possible. I mean, everybody's just so stuck in there. Yeah, I actually thought when the Celtics hit that shot and then they won game, or the Raptors hit that shot and then won game four, I thought they might win four straight, but uh, then they got blown out. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> did. Game, uh, game six. So. Speaking of blown out, the Clippers last night. Yes. At, uh, that uh, game was not as close as the final score indicated. Yeah, so I had it on. It was 34 to 17. And I was like, all right, let me watch. I, was, I just ended up watching uh, Brianna Stewart in the WNBA. Uh, First, first half of their game against the Dallas Wings. And then I came back, and it was like a two-point game of the third. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Then I switched back to the Storm just because I was like, oh, you know, it's almost halftime. I'll finish the half, come back. When I came back, it was like a nine, ten-point game. And I was like, yeah. oh, and that's the way it stayed for the rest of the way. Um, yeah, I think that series will end in the next game, and the Clippers will be playing the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, obviously, this seems like they'll have a harder time. But I think just the Nuggets just don't have enough to combat what the Clippers have. Especially it's, Jamal Murray's not going to score 40 yeah, points. <laughs> right, right, right. If Jamal Murray's not averaging 45, they're not going to win. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, that's an interesting team. And, like, obviously, you know, you, you look at the Clippers and you put Paul George on Jamal Murray and things are going to go better than than whatever it was the Jazz were able to Which throw at him. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, clearly it's not going to go as well for Denver. Uh, but I like that Denver team moving forward. Like, there, there's something there. Um, and, and the Clippers are so interesting because they're deep. Like, the Lakers obviously have the talent on top, and they've got, you know, LeBron, and they've got Anthony Davis. But, um, you know, if even if you say, and I don't think this is the case, but even if you say those two would go ahead of Kawhi and Paul George, like in a, a draft of the two teams, which, like, they probably wouldn't. It would probably alternate, right? Yeah. Um, like, everybody after that is a Clipper, aren't they? Yeah. Like, the next, like, five picks are probably Clippers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, kind of with, with this Denver team, it's like they need someone, obviously, to replace the Paul Millsap minutes. Obviously, he's just he's just an older player. It just kind of is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, with the Clippers, I think that you, especially playoff Kawhi, and obviously I know Paul George has the whole nickname playoff P and all that, but, you know, Kawhi actually shows up in the playoffs and delivers. And what he does in the playoffs is is unique to we obviously saw it last year with Toronto leading them to the to the town. It was, it was funny too because watching the Raptors game against the Celtics, I was like, man, they really do kind of need a closer. Like I didn't know who the closer was. And then on the final possession of the first overtime, they went to Norman Powell, and I was like, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> that was strange. I can't believe they keep. Yeah. I can't believe the the Raptors have been able to carry on that yeah. way. I don't know how that happened, and and they're lucky they still won uh, doing that play. But when you have Kawhi, you can just give him the ball in the late minutes. It's just. It's it's a wonder to see because he's just he's pretty much automatic from from almost everyone on the floor. Uh, let's take a time out here. We got to come back. We'll wrap up the show next here on Orange Nation.